Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy. This is our November Basho, pre-Basho episode. <laughs> Basho, pre-Basho. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we're back to talk sumo and it's awesome. As usual, the couple of days before are totally hype. We start watching a lot of videos, reading a lot of stuff, and it's it's so exciting. And just looking at a lot of uh, old videos, old photos, getting the sumo spirit back. Because unlike a lot of people we know, between Basho, we tend to just not think about sumo. Yeah, sometimes we, um, you know, we go and do some of our other hobbies. <laughs> we work hard and we, um, we play music and stuff like that, so... Um, it's really about immersing ourselves back in the world. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think we could keep it up, like keep this intensity up full time. Yeah, we like to go really intense for this short shorter period of time, yeah. and and just absolutely go for it. And then all of our friends are like, "Do you want to do this?" And we're like, "Absolutely not. We only do sumo for two weeks." <laughs> yeah, and then outside that, we don't even say the word sumo around this house. <laughs> Well, having said that, um, during this basho, we I do have to give a bit of a proviso that uh, we're in Melbourne, Australia, if you're just listening for the first time, and we are out of lockdown for the first time in forever. We probably did about 10 basho of sumo manichi in lockdown in the end. Yeah. So um, we've both been, wor we've been working from home, um, which has been great from the point of view that we've gotten into Jurio a lot more, and we've had the time to watch that. But as you said, we're out of lockdown now, so... It changes our commitments while sumo's on. Yeah. So having said, we tell everyone that we're not doing anything for two weeks. The Japanese film festival is on here in Melbourne and we're going to go and see a few shows and there's a bit of music stuff. So our episodes will be coming every day. I think we're, we're happy to give that commitment, but they might be coming at different times and uh, we might be coming back into the house at midnight watching the sumo <laughs> and then doing our episode then. So... The quality, of course, will be top class as well, usual, always. The quality will never change. Now, one of the films that's part of the Japanese Film Festival this year is called Sumo Do, yeah. or The Way of Sumo. Yep. It's a documentary about sumo. We're super excited about it. And I think you've said this before in a previous episode, but why they've put uh, the sumo documentary on at the same time as the sumo. Somebody didn't think about that. So disrespectful. <laughs> uh, they haven't, the organisers of the Japanese Film Festival haven't asked us to speak uh, at the uh, opening, yeah, of I'll this be film. sending a sternly worded letter soon. I mean, we, we'll need to do a full, you know, two-hour episode for the patrons before that starts. <laughs> but you've been checking the Sumo Mainichi junk folder. They haven't got in contact. Oh, uh, it seems baffling. Yeah, but they don't seem to have travesty. Mm, yeah, I and mean, we're the, we're the authorities on sumo in this town. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't even know if we are. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but we are in this town and we do like yep. sumo. So uh, put us on Japanese Film Festival. We'll uh, we'll host everybody who comes. So anyway, let's move on. The basho, the sumo. It's in Fukuoka. It's the Kyushu basho, Kyushu being the island down the bottom of Japan. And it's held at the Fukuoka Kokusai Center, which is modeled kind of on the Kokugikan. Yeah, it's got the, the roof is of similar mm. style. It's um, smaller, much smaller. It doesn't have that. That back bit of high yeah, raised the tiered seats. seating. The capacity is ten thousand normally, okay. um, and this time they're running it at fifty percent. So five thousand people in that space will still feel quite good. Mm. And I think with the same rules, like no, there's still not a lot yeah. of yelling. There's still obviously compulsory masks, and they give you the the proper masks and no yelling. Oh, no alcohol. I think still. Oh, wow. Can't I mean, is it the jolly. sumo? <laughs> Well, again, you're going to have a lot of people preloading at the convenience store around yeah. the corner, I <laughs> imagine, from the Kokusai Centre. Surprising with Japan um, having such low rates of new cases yes. of COVID that they're still uh, restricting capacity, still not letting you drink and shout and cheer. Probably why still, I think. Yeah. They have opened up the Keiko now, the training. So you can't go as a general public uh, person, but you can go if you're a member of the fan club now or a family or someone affiliated with the Haya, you can go and watch training. Wow. So you do have to show a test and, and do all the stuff, of course, but um, they are starting to open it up a little bit, which is a good sign. It's a very, very good sign. Well, this is the final basho of the year 2021. Uh, and one of the stats that uh, I couldn't find was uh, who is winning the race for most wins of the year. Yeah, usually we have to wait about halfway through the basho to have um, NHK start to put those stats on the screen, but you've done a bit, That's of, exactly right. bit well, of work. Well, I did a bit of work. I, I mean, I sat there and added up everyone's wins for this year. 
Play um, a bit of work, you mean you got a calculator. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Sometimes I did them in my head. But if someone does know where this stat sits, I just can't find it anywhere. I couldn't get uh, Sumo DB to show me a an added. I could get it to show yeah, everyone's wins. Yeah, at a time, but, yeah, not, but the not, whole... not together. Yeah. So, look, it's over already. Terunofuji, uh, he's coming in to this basho with 62 wins. The next closest person that I found, now I didn't go all the way down the Banzuke. I went to about... Uh, about eight, Mitakumi on 44. Wow. So even if Terunofuji pulls out injured, he'll still take that title of most wins in the calendar year 2021. Well, I mean, that makes sense. He has had three Yusho this year and while they haven't been Zensho, he's you know still been racking it up, hasn't he? But yeah, Mitakumi second on, on 44, that's a big difference. It is a big difference. But then look at the names behind Mitakumi, Shodai on, on 43. I'm not sure I would have guessed Mitakumi. That does... As the second. That does play into his kind of, well, it's two things. It plays into his consistency at getting a middling score, mm. but it also um, shows that there's not a lot of other people getting consistent big scores. I, I think that was the, the most telling point. I think when we've followed this stat in previous years, it's always been quite tight. Hakuho was often challenged by either an Ozeki or someone else from the Sanyaku ranks, but this year, no competition. Ichi Nojo was also on 43. Mm-hmm. So a couple of unlikely lads up the top. I but don't mind seeing Shota on 43 there in third place. Well, I mean, you wouldn't associate his name with consistency, but he hasn't, he's turned up to every uh, basho this year. Yeah, and, that's a big factor. This and year, done reasonably well. He's still Ozeki. Yeah, the ones who haven't been injured, I think, are, are up there just because of those those consistent middling results from everybody. Dae Show 42, Meisei 42, Takiyasu 40. And then a whole lot of people in the in the thirties. Even Toby Zaru down at thirty two. <laughs> yeah, he's done all right. <laughs> you went down to to Magashira eight with the wins. So, but Terunofuji just absolutely out in front, and it really does. I mean, we knew his form <laughs> this year was stellar. He's made Yokozuna. He's the seventy third Yokozuna, but um, that really shows it, doesn't it? Can I say also, I didn't count wins that that um, happened in Jurio. Oh, okay. Just just as soon as you sent out said. You went down to Magashira 8. I know someone's going to contact us, email us or, or on Instagram going, oh, but there's this person down here who has 40-something. Yeah, yeah. They'll be second. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us and we'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll appreciate the information. Thank you. Um, so it's the basho where a lot of people are trying to get those those final wins. November is one where... Uh, because it's got a little bit of a, I don't know, community flavour and it's a real highlight of the year in Fukuoka, in Kyushu. And there's a great feeling about it. I think everyone's trying to get as many wins as they can and really rack them up. And the other thing that's great about this basho is the Fukuoka Rikishi, the guys who come from down there. And the big one, of course, is Shohozan. He's from the city itself of Fukuoka and he is absolutely adored there. Well, there's something that feels quite, um, uh, the stars have aligned here. Shohozan coming back to Makuchi for the first time in quite yep. a long time. Sumo coming back to Fukuoka since, uh, November, 2019. I feel like it's all coming together. He's at Maegashira 17. Coming together for a Shohozan you show? Well, it's, it's been done before, but, uh, I think there's a sense of joy about what's been, his Hang return. on, what's been done before? Winning oh, from, from Magus 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. 17. Usually in January. <laughs> but there's a real sense of uh, optimism and joy about having Shahorzan back. I feel like he is representing the spirit of sumo so well in the lead up to this basho. Yeah, and as usual, he always seems to be interviewed before the each basho and he, he does his little speech. And um, I think he's a he's such a good proponent for the sport. He's such a good ambassador and he's, he's done another speech and he's just said, look, I'm going to just do my best. I've got the fire still. Yeah, It's so great to be back. It's so great to be back in Fukuoka and I'm going to absolutely go for it. Well, at 37 years old, he's the oldest rikishi in the top division. Yeah. How many more times? Him and Tamawashi is just behind him, but he's the oldest. Yeah. But how many more times will Fukuoka get to see their favorite son go around? Yes. And they hold up banners. The fan club turns up every day and... A uh, lot of support. You'll hear when Shohozan comes out each day, you'll hear a big cheer for him. We also have um, Shodai and Sadnoumi from Kumamoto. We've seen uh, Shodai when he got his Yusho pose with the, the Kumamoto bear. bear. Yep. <laughs> big fan. Kotoeko, of course, from Nobeoka. We know um, we know that from his song. <laughs> Nobeoka no The star Hoshi. of the town, yeah. Uh, 
Meisei and Chiyomaru from Kagoshima. Now, I didn't know this. No. I, I'm not sure I knew that about either of them, that they were from um, Kyushu. So I they come realize. from that, that same area, Kagoshima. So you'll hear cheers and you'll see a lot of towels and special. The fan clubs will turn up. You'll see a sh- uh, in particular the Short Eye fan club. They've got special signs and... Um, hopefully we'll see that on the NHK coverage. Well, I'm just having a look at the Torakumi because we do have tomorrow's bouts already. Mm-hmm. Shahorzan versus Sadunumi up first. Oh, no. No, I think that's one <laughs> oh, for you the like cra- it? I think yeah. it's one for the hometown audience. Yeah. Let's get hype on day one. <laughs> well, I hope. Oh, gosh, I don't even know who. That is, that's great programming. I'll give them that. It is. And the thing is, because it's first of the day, you know that people are going to be fresh from the convenience store car park mm. after having whipped down a few umeshus and a few. They are going to be screaming they on are. the inside. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe a little bit on the outside. <laughs> We're going to be screaming on the outside in our living room. We can and we will. So the other thing we'll be seeing at uh, the Fukuoka Stadium is the new Magaki Oyakata. Ex uh, Hakuho, he'll be in the blue. He'll be hanging around with all his mates. I presume a lot of them are his mates, Kakuryu and I'll, I'll believe this when I see it. It just doesn't feel it doesn't feel real. I know that it's his obligation as a new Oyakata that he yep. has to go and run security, but until I see it, I won't believe it. It's going to be so odd. He thinks he's above this, surely. I cannot wait to go and just walk past him or walk near him or just have a little look. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not one of those people to interrupt. I'm really not someone to, to get photos or anything like that. I mean, maybe from a distance, but um, I just would be in absolute awe. I think it would be fantastic. And in Fukuoka, because it's so small, you actually can walk. I think they're limiting it a little bit this time around. You can't walk past them, but you used to be able to. Yeah, in pre-COVID mm. times. But it will be very interesting to see him don the blue jacket and uh, keep that rowdy audience in check. We've been able to see him do quite a lot now. The uh, Miyagino uh, Instagram is quite active. And Hokusei's birthday was just the other day. He turned 20 years old and Jeez. we saw we saw uh, Magaki Oyakata with a cake for him and then s- them sitting and smiling and laughing together and... We've seen Hako in a suit. They've released quite a few photos of him getting about the place in the suit. And, and how, he looks quite relaxed. How's that suit working out for him, do you think? I think he looks good, yeah. I mean, he's he's still a, he's still bigger, um, but the suit fits well and it's it's quite – he's wearing some good – I imagine he's got access to some good suit makers, oh, some absolutely. good fabric. I would imagine the best fabric Yeah, only around. the best fabric <laughs> for him, I think. But we're seeing him training. We're seeing um, just a, a lot of access we – we didn't usually. Oh, Yuki's saying hello. I don't know if you heard that or not. She's been locked out of the room. She chose to sleep all morning. Yuki's our cat, if you haven't listened before. Lots of pictures of her on social media. She slept all morning. As soon as we started talking for this podcast, she got up yep. and came in. Yeah. Thank you, Yuki. Uh, Terra Fuji. Yep. Turns up as Yokozuna. Yep. I feel this is a bit of a foregone conclusion. I in think winning. this is his, his you show to take. Yeah. And I think it would take something uh, that we can't predict to go wrong Mm. or for someone to have a blinding effort. I I think this is, we're seeing him about to start to go to business. He has Kiribayama on day one. That's not easy. Kiribayama um, Shin Komusubi. Mm. In good form, he turned up to all four days of the the practice session because he has no other secretary to practice with, but fair enough. And then on day two, Taranofuji has Daesho who beat him. In September. So I agree that he is most likely um, in in a really good spot for the year show, but I don't think he starts off that easily. Well, I mean, there are two tricky days for Terana Fuji to open this basho. Yeah, it would make it two year show in a row for him, and it would be his fourth year show this year and his sixth overall. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Unbelievable. He's looking stoic, he's looking strong. He's looking majestic. So I think quite a lot of us would be thinking that he was in a very good place to uh, to win. Absolutely. We haven't uh, – there's been a few interviews that uh, I've heard uh, things about various preparations. Miyagiryu, he's at uh, Magashira 3. He's very keen to get to Sanyaku. I mean, you always say that. As soon as you get into Jurio, you start saying you want to get into Sanyaku. But Miyagiryu, he's, he got uh, 11-4 in September. He – uh, has said that he doesn't like being called a veteran. 
That's interesting. Yeah, at 35, he's definitely one of them. I mean, we just said that Shahozan was the oldest at 37. And then we have um, Okunumi Tamawashi, 36. And then he's 35. But he did say in an interview recently, I'd rather you not call me that. I do not feel like a veteran at all. I feel young and my sense of speed is my weapon. Well, for someone who made their debut in 2009 to say, don't call me a veteran... I really, really like that. But I think it it speaks to his uh, state of mind. He still sees himself as a student. He's still out there learning. And a 35-year-old to say that, to say, don't call me a veteran. Yeah. And also that at this age, he considers his speed to be one of his um, tactics is really cool. I mean, he is he is quite fast and you see it with him and someone like Sadanumi as well. Even as they get older, they don't seem to be getting particularly slower. No, that's true. Um Look, it's been a while since we've seen Yogiryu up in Sanyaku. He did have a brief one basho stay at Komasubi in January 2019 and was a fixture back between 2013 and 2015, but it's been a rough few years. But are we seeing the rebirth of Yogiryu here? Yeah, possibly. He does seem very inspired at this point and um, certainly was very motivated in September and so disappointed when he lost that final bout on the on day 15. He uh, he really, I mean, he was in in uh, contention he for was. the show, so that's why that was so disappointing as well. But, I mean, that can't that can't help hurt him. No, absolutely not. And he, enthusiasm. I, he was given the Ginosho, the technique prize as well there, which I didn't feel that it was his technique necessarily that got him those 11 wins. But again, I think speed, speed and power. Yeah, speed and speed power. Speed and power. you he's been training with Meisei and Aqua from his hair. So the news with him is that apparently Asashoryu, his uncle, uh, ex-Yokozuna, is coming over to watch Kyushu. And he's never seen Hoshoryu do live sumo before. And understandably because of um, all of their interactions in the past... He is nervous about it. I feel for Hoshoryu. He's 21 years old. Weight of the world on his shoulders around expectations, mostly coming from me. (laughs) But it feels like every time he steps up on the dojo, there are two opponents. Yeah. Well, let's say two and a half opponents. There's the actual opponent. There's Asashoryu. And then point five is his own mental battle. Mm, mm, Very good point. Mm. He has said that going QJ for those couple of days... In September really affected him. He he remember he had the fever. And yeah, yeah. We weren't sure exactly what it was, but he said it was very hard to recover from that, and that's why he he didn't do so well afterwards. But yeah, I just think that extra pressure is so so tough on him. He's I mean, so young, and it it doesn't seem to be. We've commented on it a lot. There's a lot going round about it, but it doesn't seem to be an encouraging coach style relationship well, between them. It just seems to be anger if he doesn't win. But also he's not his coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. But I mean, it's interesting that we even know he's going to be there, that we know that this is going on. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of pressure for the young man. How will he respond? Mm. Mm. It'd be very, very interesting. To I see. just would not like to see this occurrence hold him back mm. because I do think he's on the edge of, of doing really well. But but maybe this is one of the hills that he needs to climb to become a great ricochet. Yeah, I mean, it has to happen for the first time sometime, exactly. doesn't it? And, you know, he needs to get, he needs to get past Asashoryu's shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's just that there's that shadow of him being such a great and famous ricochet, but there's also the shadow of him jumping on social media and bagging him out every time he loses a bout. Yeah, on Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. <laughs> Going for a rant on Clubhouse. Jesus. I listened to a few of those. I mean, obviously yeah. I didn't understand a lot, but it was uh, distorting a lot. <laughs> he likes to be very, very close to the microphone and Close shout. and loud. Yeah, close and loud. He won't be cheering internally Oh, if he's actually imagine there. Telling, imagine if he's sitting. Where would he sit? He wouldn't just sit down the front, would he? He'd have to oh, sit in a special spot. Uh, no, oh, a box. A box. I think he he might yeah, be in a box. Fair. I mean, great to know though that Hakuho there is running security, so that if oh. Asashori gets a bit mouthy, just him out. Just yeah. can watch him like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine looking down off the day and he's just in the front row, just eyeballing you. Yeah. No yeah. one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to stop us assuring you telling everyone what he thinks, though. Just starting to yell as soon as he loses. Absolutely. Takakesha, we haven't heard a whole lot. Uh, he said he gave it his all last time and uh, obviously once he got to those eight, he just got those eight wins and then sort of bowed out. But 
I haven't heard a lot about Tucker Kesho and it's Do you ever? a lot of speculation. <laughs> Between Basho. No, and if he does say anything, does he ever say anything other than yeah. I'm going all right, I, I wasn't happy with how I, I did, so I, I'll do my best. He is the human media blackout, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did say the most obvious thing, which was if he didn't get his Ozeki, if he didn't hold his Ozeki status, then he, then he wouldn't have been doing Ozeki <laughs> standards sooner. But, the, okay, but this okay. is the thing. When they do manage to interview him, he says nothing. Yeah. It's just the most useless platitudes about If sumo. I'm not doing Ozeki standards sumo, I'm not an Ozeki. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I mean, that makes sense. Something to think about for everyone there. Can't argue about that. But we haven't heard anything about his injury. Um, well, I haven't heard anything about his re- injury recently. Mm. We did see... A lot of the guys get together for the joint Keiko practice. Um, Kirabiyama came for all four days. That's a good sign. But as I said before, that's because he doesn't have Sekitori in his stable, but he does have Kakuri uh, to mentor him. So um, as a new Komasubi, everybody's expecting a lot from him. Meisei was there. The new Jurio guy, Hirodoumi, came one day, had a go against uh, Nishikigi, <laughs> Azamaru Ishira. <laughs> He can fight Nishikiki whenever he wants, can't he? Yeah. They're both in Jurio. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are now. I guess they weren't before. He said in an interview that he wanted the Jurio you show, of course, right from the bottom. Why Is not? that a bit greedy? Bit. Bit greedy, I think. There's some quality uh, Ricochet in Jurio yeah. this time. I think this is going to be hotly I contested. Mean, Kai Shobushozan, Oho, Enhosback. And yeah, Enhosback. There's been a bit of a curse for new Jurio entrants. We've seen. Some people come up and find the uh, the water a bit too hot there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Poor old Asashiyu was one of those. Um, well, we have Hirodumi coming up for the first time in Jurio and then uh, Asanawaka, ex-Terasawa. We've mentioned before that we're not huge fans of the name change because it's well, like you take every generic bit of sumo names and put them together. Yeah, and it's just that Terasawa was so strong. Yeah, that's his actual name, but it was really great. Yeah, it was really great. I liked it. Mm. And we all knew him a lot because he'd won previous year yeah. shows at lower ranks and I felt like I knew the name really well and then they just, yeah. just give you a curveball there. Anyway, we'll get used to it. That's okay. Who else came to the practice meal? Giryu. So he hasn't been there a lot before. So he, I think that's another sign that he is just feeling it a little bit and keen to, to get into form. That's true. I've never seen him mm. uh, at a joint care call. That's interesting. Yeah. Takiyasu and Anosho, as usual, yeah. they're always there. Stalwarts. And even Mitakumi came to the first day. Nice. Making a bit of a show. We also saw that Yoshikaze, ex-Yoshikaze's Danpatsu ceremony uh, will be the 5th of February next year. So we've actually booked tickets to go to Japan in April, April. next year, but I wonder if we can change them to the 5th of February. Well, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a, a Danpatsu Shiki going on every week there. There's a backlog of retired yeah. rikishi they need to get through. Yeah. We should keep an eye out. Yep. They're just hacking hair off every yeah, yeah. single week now. <laughs> you just hang around out the front and it's, there's likelihood that you're going to get into one. Just uh, every day taking garbage bags full of rikishi hair <laughs> out. <laughs> Probably sell it to a wig maker or something, wouldn't you? Put it on your, your ricochet dolls. Yeah, a little creepy. Set up a little. Anyway, uh, there's no Kyujo being announced for day one, which is a good sign in, in Makuchi at least. The lower divisions always have a bit of a flood and that comes through closer to the day. But uh, Makuchi and Jurio, it's only a Sunnyama who's out who's suspended. He can't fight. So it'll be a, a solid pack to start off with. Love it. That's so good. Well, why don't we jump into Karaoke Corner now? I'm so excited, well, as usual. Yeah, you let's just go. disappear off and then I don't see you for a couple of hours and then you come back with this gold. <laughs> well, the first one we've got uh, comes from that amazing drop of four karaoke videos yes. recorded in the studio, put up by the official Sumo Kyokai account. Yeah, and we've heard Tara and Fuji. And today we're going to look at Onosho. Nice. He's performing a song called Kakurembo, which means hide and seek. Let's take a listen. Sofa yamete, to kuchi, 
うるさく言ってたでしょそんな君が嘘をつくの僕を一人置いてくなんて間違ってるよかくれんぼなんかしてないでもういいよって早く言ってもう一回その言葉が十二万かくれんぼなんかしてないでまだだよってじらさないでもういいかいもういいかいグッバイ What about that? Oh, no, sure. That's probably the most, the best thing I've listened to this year. Well, Sumo I, or Outside. It's quite amazing, actually. We, we've seen Onosho sing before. We've seen other videos of it. Yeah. Look at the company he's with in these studio sessions. You've got Terana Fuji, New Yokozuna at the time he was doing this, or very close to being, Tobizaru, the popular clown,、mm. and Enho, the sweetheart of Sumo.、Mm. Onosho is the odd man out here. Yeah, what's his place in this?、What's、his, his place, place is brilliant singer, I think. Yeah. Like, Actual professional singer. He understands syncopation. He understands pitch. He's perfectly fitting in with that backing track. Like it's so professional. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad you said syncopation. I think that it's, it's so easy sometimes just to judge pitch and、yeah. how, how they're hitting those notes. But I think the real、uh, thing that was the triumph here was his, the rhythm. The groove. The groove. He felt the groove. The, the, the delivery and, and the flow of those lyrics. That's the groove of that、yeah. song, and he did it. Yeah, he slotted in absolutely perfectly. And his lyrics are clear as well. Like, it's kind of an important song to be able to, to hear the lyrics. Well, you、and、might have heard a few lyrics. I could even understand a few things. Yeah, I know. Mo ikai. <laughs> yeah. And、uh, at the end, I understood goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just so, I'm so impressed with. Onosho singing. I just、yeah. think that it's, it's top class. I think he could fit into a, you know, one of the, the K pop bands, the J pop bands. I think he could be a perfect member of those. Well, I mean, the fact that he's with those other three makes me think that the Sumo Association do consider him a popular rikishi.、Mm-hmm. Um, he did look a tad awkward in his swaying in the instrumental parts. Okay. You know, so、I、the movement he... wasn't as groovy. Well, I, I, no, watch actually... I watched it a while ago. I have to rewatch it. <laughs> You're right. The movement didn't have that same <laughs> syncopation, but. You know, I think in time he'll learn just to stand there. Yeah, so maybe he's the one in the J pop band that doesn't do the dancing. He, he gets a verse, he gets a verse and a chorus, maybe. He、oh, does the singing. Then they walk him off. Yeah, maybe. And then the dancers come in front of him a bit, though.、Yeah. Just cover him up a bit for the dancing <laughs> bit. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about the song Kakurembo. It was written by Yudi. He's a 27 year old singer songwriter from Chiba. His nickname is the King of Shibuya. Ah. So he's a very, very good looking person. Well, I think、Just、he's、cool. given it. Yeah, he's cool.、Okay. And I think he's given that to himself. <laughs> the, Self, the song itself, Yudi's version of it, was released on December 1st, 2019. So at that point, on Nosho, he just finished the November Basho of that year. He went seven and eight at Maegashira six.、Mm-hmm. 2019, it was a tough year for On Nosho. He got three Kachikoshis and three Makakoshis and turned up. Uh, in January the following year at Maegashira 8. Yeah, so he's saying one more time, I'll do better. And now <laughs> he has. <laughs>、um, if you are listening to the podcast in Osaka, you can catch Yudi performing at the Oryx Theatre tonight. There、oh. are tickets still available. They are 6,000 yen, a beautiful theatre to catch.、Uh, one of the up and comers, you'd say, on the singer songwriter J pop scene. So do you think there's something in this that That Onosha has been allowed to sing a pop song because、oh, sometimes they're singing more traditional I songs. I was, I actually tried to answer that question. I thought there's got to be a link here. There's got to be a reason that he's chosen that song or that song has been chosen for him, but I just couldn't find it. I think it's because it. he can sing it. I reckon it's because maybe sometimes, the, although the range, the, the range in the traditional songs can be a little bit hard and the、yeah. jumps around because they're more traditional melodies, but.、Um, I, I just think maybe it's that they, that they know he's a good singer, that they, they know that he can pull it off. And I think the karaoke tracks that they use, the backing tracks, can be, you can change key quite easily.、Mm-hmm. But I do note that the key that Onosho is doing it in is the same as the original、mm. version. So, yeah, I think it just suits his voice,、yep. suits his swagger. Oh, I thought this was great. I, I'd watched it, but I hadn't really watched it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and have another watch. If you go to the Sumo Kyokai, 
uh, YouTube channel and just scroll back a little bit. Well, let's talk about that because I think when we played Terana Fuji's video, we did a bit of a ranking of the views. Yeah. And so I wanted to give you an update on that because yeah. it's two months later. Uh, the least viewed video is Toby Zaru on 46,000. Onosho in second on, well, second last, 59,000. Enho on 90,000. Terana Fuji just like he did with the wins in 2021, eclipsing the rest of the pack, 135,000 views. Well, it's always the case in entertainment, isn't it, that the most popular people get the most <laughs> views rather than the best musicians, but sure. Jeez. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, we were greeted to some uh, spectacular footage of Ariso, former yes. Kiss Nasato. I saw and you showed me and Sumo Follower posted a making of or a behind-the-scenes video from a TV commercial. Let's have a listen to his performance in that commercial. Love your family, love your home. Aikomuten is what he says at the end. That is heroic. Yeah. Before when I said that was my favourite thing ever <laughs> in 2021, <laughs> I had forgotten that this was coming up. <laughs> I love it so much. We've been singing it all around the house, this song, this morning, just screaming it out and will be for many days to come. It's so interesting because he was never known as somebody who would sing. He didn't sing at um, the Senshiraku parties. Yeah. He was known actually, I think, as actively disliking singing when he had to do the Hakioi song. He had to do a bit in that. And he looked oh, he looks super awkward. Pretty grumpy and awkward. Yeah. Oh, maybe not grumpy, but um, didn't enjoy it and, and had a, a bit of a struggle maybe with singing it. But that's, that's heroic. He's so happy at the moment, Arisa Ayaka. Oh, I mean, it's a great vocal performance. Um, there's something quite vulnerable about it. He, yeah. He's not the best singer in the world, but there's so much heart in that. And it comes through. Um, the, we should tell you a little bit about Aikor Muten. It, they're a, a national or Japan national company that designs and builds houses. Mm, they can send us the, the money for this read now too. Yeah. <laughs> they are sponsoring this episode. <laughs> uh, if you are keeping an eye on the housing market in Japan, you would have noticed that recently they presented at the Building Material and Housing Equipment Expo in Osaka to what I can only say are rave reviews. Wow. Popular company. Uh, very, very popular. They are based in Osaka uh, and they have 995 employees. Okay. That seems a lot. It does seem a lot, doesn't it? But they, they have offices all over Japan. And so do they, it's a real estate agent. Well, they develop land and oh, build right. houses. Oh, a developer. Yeah. Yikes. And, and they build that, um, if you've been to Japan, you'd know what a, man a mansion is. They're the, they almost look like kit homes. Uh-huh. Uh, very, what's the right word? Uniform yep. looking. Beautiful on the inside, um, but that's what they do. And look, if they're getting Ariso to be their spokesman yeah. uh, and putting him in an ad, love I'm all family, for it. Love sumo, love Ariso. I mean, should we ask if they can build a house in Melbourne for us? Oh, probably. I mean, you've just given them, given them a glowing review. I'm sure they'll get a lot of business from this podcast and they'll be ringing us up and offering us one as, as soon as possible. So we spoke about the uh, behind the scenes video. That was a bit of a uh, rock and roll ride, wasn't it? It was really beautiful. I mean, we talk a lot about retirement smiles, but... Um, Ariso is really, I feel like coming into his own. He had a stellar career. It was very long. He finally reached Yokozuna and now he just seems to be loving running his hair. They've got a beautiful place down in Kyushu. They've spent the last couple of weeks setting it up. He's shown a lot of, um, footage of that, a lot of pictures. He's very proud of his boys. Can, can I ask you about that? So, so where they're based in Kyushu at the moment is a Aiko Muten uh, promotional thing. So they've built them somewhere just for this basho is what I've read. That company? Yeah. That he's done the thing for? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a bit of, well, you know, what do you call it? Like yeah. cross-media promotion. So they've got Good this, work on his part. <laughs> so they've got this place that they've set up that Ariso Bayer will work out of. Following the basho, 
um, it's going to be a a place for children's sumo to take oh, yes. place. Yeah, I did read that. That's yeah. that's really great. And so seeing him, you know, take advantage of these. I mean, yes, it's a big developer, but taking advantage of these relationships and just busting out these these great ads. The footage for the ad was lovely. They showed him holding a baby, and he says. They always cry when I hold them, which was borne out by all the photos you saw over the years of him holding I'm, babies. I'm tell not, you, like when I saw the baby started crying uncontrollably the moment <laughs> it was given to Ariso, and I feel that because um, that happens to it you. happens to me. Yeah, and I, I think it's like I go tense. Yeah. Um, when I when someone hands me a baby, because mm. I think, what if I drop it? And the baby sees your face of of nervousness. Oh, I think they feel they, the tension. Yeah. And they start crying. So I felt for him, but he, he laughed it off. Yes. He's used to it. He's used to it. Because every year before COVID, every, or several times a year, you know, they were handed babies and they had the special photos taken with them and and stuff. So he's used to just the kids crying the whole time. Yeah. He did a a beautiful heart with his hands and that was a big feature of the the ad. And he sang the song. They showed some footage of him singing without the backing track and the, uh, bit of the high. Well, actually, I've got that for you because oh. if they're, you know, I, I know that uh, amongst our audience, we have a lot of remixes and DJs who would probably yep. really appreciate oh, an yep. acapella. So let me just play that for you. That's commitment. It's commitment. Yep. For someone who doesn't, hasn't sung a lot, doesn't particularly like to sing, he has taken a deep breath and expelled the lung, the air from his uh, <laughs> voluminous lungs and just gone for it. And it's worked for him. He's done, done it. very well. I don't think they need, I mean, maybe they've done the autocorrection before, but I don't think so. I think that's straight up well, a riso oil cut of I was listening very carefully on the final version. I don't think it's been auto-tuned. Yeah. Yep. Whenever he is um, the commentator on NHK, we always comment on how great his voice is. It's just such oh, a... the timbre. The timbre, yeah. the presence, it's a really sort of yeah. full voice. And you can hear his... You can hear that same presence in that singing there. 100%. Ariso. Well done. Well done. I've worn my, my Kiss Nisato t-shirt today in, in honour of all of that. I loved it. Now, if you're a long-time listener of Karaoke Corner, you might have listened to those first two selections and gone, well, I could have found those on YouTube. Yep. They've been on Twitter. They've been on social media. I could I mean, have found those. Thank you for finding them for us as well. Absolutely no problem at all. But I couldn't leave the long-time fans high and dry. So... Connected to the dark web, got out my Tor browser and I went deep. And I probably went as deep as I've ever been and I've uncovered something that we we need to present for you today. Well, I should say I have no idea what this is. No, I kept this one from you very, very deliberately. Yuki's about to climb the blinds. If you haven't seen a photo of that, please scroll back in our Instagram and you'll be able to see what it looks like. Musical mashups. We've seen it happen before. Um, Visionary artists who have sent ripples through the kind of musical, cultural landscape when they're done well. Think Run DMC working with uh, Aerosmith on Walk This Way. <laughs> Think of Lil Nas X bringing hip-hop to country music yeah. uh, on Old Town Road. I've found an artist of similar vision and just with unflinching artistic boldness, can I present to you yodeling Sakura Kitagawa with a piece she calls Osumo-san Yodel. <laughs> What did you think of that? Um, <laughs> I was not quite prepared. <laughs> if we were going for the the third, this is the most amazing thing that I've heard in 2021, yeah. I think that I'd have to go for it. But on the other end of the scale. On the other end. Wow, so she's using that yodeling technique, which is to flick into your, from your uh, chest, chest voice. voice to your head voice, and she's applied it to the uh, the introduction on the doyo. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought of doing that? 
Yes. Well, I can't imagine there's many other people around the world other than her. What's 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 well, her thing? Uh, so she calls herself Yoderu Ka no Onesan, or the elder sister of yodeling. Kitagawa, she has an opera background. Okay. And I'm going to play a little clip a little later where she mashes up opera and yodeling. Oh. Um, yodeling's so distressing. Oh. Does anyone actually like it? In the mountains, maybe. Uh, far <laughs> up in the mountains. Yeah. So uh, after studying opera, Kitagawa moved to study folk music in Germany, Switzerland and Austria, all focused on the art of yodeling. She studied under Swiss yodel master Marie-Therese von Gunten mm-hmm. uh, since 92 and also under German yodeling uh, Inge Pfoffer, Maria Helwig, and Otto Piersack. Look, this is legit yodeling we just heard then. Well, I mean, if you've got Helwig and Pfoffer Yeah. I mean, mentors, one, maybe just one and you'd be a bit questioning, but both Helwig and Pfoffer. And you put a bit of Piersack polish on it. I yeah, mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, the I'm going to play you a TV appearance that she made in Germany in the early 90s. The footage is very, very bad quality. The audio is bad quality. Looks like it's been filmed in a beer house, which is uh, a beer house in German. Uh, Take a listen to this one. classical music person. What do you make of that? Well, her opera voice is really lovely. Yeah. It's quite light, but the vibrato was lovely. Um, the sound, I thought the, the timbre of it was really lovely. And then, yeah, I guess it kicks into full yodeling. As I understand yodeling, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> For yodeling. <laughs> yeah, it was accompanied by a accordion. That's accordion. a good start. I, I know, think that's I pretty know. legit. And then she just went for it. I mean, I, I've never really thought about mixing opera and yodeling. I suppose like the German-Austrian influence is strong in both. So you could go to study opera in, you know, in Germany in the traditions of some of the greats and then you could just pop down the road and find what are those guys' names and just train Foffa. Just head to Foffa's house and and go, well, now I've spent all my time up in my head voice. Now I really want to do some swapping. Well, look, I mean, I get the feeling that Kitagawa-san mixes yodeling with a lot of other music genres. I just haven't dug deep enough to find them all. Mm-hmm. What does I, she wear while – what was she wearing? Does she wear the um, – No, no, not the leader ha- No, not – what leader, is it? Leader, lederhosen. Lederhosen, no. I mean, she's culturally sensitive. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in Just jeans and a T-shirt. Jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> okay. uh, I would encourage you to head to kitagawa-sakura.biz – uh, that's her Got website. Got Where, Got on that early. <laughs> where you can buy her latest album, Es Faust für Miss Hass. Yep. Um, Did you translate the German? Uh, that means. Uh, no, I don't even. <laughs> I, I love to yodel. No, I don't. no. Uh, Haas might mean. Well, it's not house, so it's not house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand German. Any of it, but Kitagawa, what a sensation. We love her. I wonder what her connection to sumo is, whether she, you know, she enjoys watching and she thought, I mean, that is, it's such an iconic piece of singing that means so much in the sport, but also there's so many different types of voices that do it. And it's such a tradition to learn how to do that, to announce the two rikishi from either side. And um, I I guess maybe she heard that and was like, I want to have (laughs) a go. I'm going to do it in my own style. I'm not sure whether women are allowed to, but good (laughs) on you. For doing it, I love it. Well, that's it for Karaoke Corner. Thank you so much for that, for bringing us those amazing snippets of uh, singing in the the sumo world. Um, You can check all of those out on YouTube. If we remember, we'll we'll pop some of it up, but otherwise you can search for yourself. We have some birthdays that have come up. We don't like to let rikishi birthdays go past on notice, especially the poor guys who have them in between Basho, because when they happen during, we're always like, oh, yeah promoting it. But uh, Ichi Yamamoto, he turned 28. It's also a good way to to keep 
tabs on the age of very, these Very, very important. sometimes I forget. Yeah, the 1st of October, 28, Ichiyamamoto. Wakamoto Haru. I'm going down into Jirio now. I'm going deep. 5th of October, 28. Tochinashin just turned 34. So he's up there with those, the upper bracket um, of guys. 13th of October. Enho, the 18th of October. He's 27 now. I think older maybe than, than some people. Well, he's, uh, he's older than people who are... Younger than Younger 27. Younger than 27. Yeah, very, very deep. Kyokutaisei, same day, <laughs> yeah. 32. They can have a combined birthday party, Enho and Kyokutaisei. Endo on the 19th of October, the day after. That's interesting, isn't it? That mm. Enho and Endo have birthdays one day apart. He turned 31. Miyogiryu, he's 35. That's why we've been calling him 35. It's because his birthday. Because <laughs> he's 35. Was the 22nd of October. <laughs> And he would have had a nice one after his great performance in September. Shodai. Uh, we put a post up about that because he's Shodai and I love him. He turned uh, 30. The, the big 3-0. Yeah. Yep. On the 5th of November. I wonder whether he had a, a white wine in celebration. Oh, he would have. Shodai'd go off at a birthday party, wouldn't he? Oh, you bet he would. Yeah. Aqua, he turned 31 on the 6th of November. Daesho just turned 28. On the 10th of November, Ryudin as well. Now I'm popping him in as an honorary <laughs> Makuchi <laughs> slash Jurio, even though he's coming back. This is his first Basho back. I don't think we've talked much about that. He's he's down at Makushita 47. Yeah. And we'll be making a do you think we'll, Do you think we'll see this Abi-style return? Uh, I'm not sure with Ryudin. Yeah. To be honest. The reason he was out of sumo was so bizarre and... Weirdly controversial and personal, and I, I don't know how that will have affected him. And I'm not sure his his sumo was ever distinct and strong. I mean, obviously oh, he well, got up to Makuchi. So yeah, we saw him get to Komasubi yeah. in July 2019 after two oh, four Komasubi time. Yes, remember the great days. Yeah. yeah, after posting a couple of ten fives, but since then he's just struggled to find form. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan. We'll be keeping an eye on him, yeah. that's for sure. He turned 31, also on the 10th of November, so shares a birthday with Daesho. And just the other day, just yesterday, Hokuseiho uh, turned 20. <laughs> which, is the age, 20. which is the age you can legally drink in Japan. Is oh, that is right? It? Oh, is it? Would have had a nice I don't know. cold handle or is it 18? I'm not sure. beer with Magaki Oyakata. <laughs> oh, he did have a cake with him. So, yeah, the 12th of November. And there's plenty of birthdays during the... Basho, which will will bring you. Uh, in terms of uh, debutants in Makuchi, we always talk about them, but there are none this time around. Just uh, Aqua, Shohozan, Sadnaumi, and Abi coming back. Kiribayamas. Yeah, they're four big names. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Good to see Aqua find his way back again. Hopefully, yep. it works a bit better this time. Yep. Uh, highest rank Kiribayama. There's quite a few with their highest rank in Jurio. At Jurio 1, Wakamoto Haru, which we're just loving. Jurio is packed yeah. with power this time around. I'm so excited the, about The top it. of Jurio has a lot of young rikishi yep. who are just hitting their strides. I think it's going to be the one to watch. Kaisho is Jurio 2. That's his highest. Bushozan, Jurio 3, his highest. And also at his highest rank, Nishiki Fuji at Jurio 4. Mm. Uh, and then down the bottom, yeah, Asanawaka and Hirodoumi, their first time in Jurio. So by default, they're their highest rank as well. So that's um, that's six guys at their highest rank in Jurio. Amazing. Well, let's jump on to the day one matchups. Mm. These are the matches that we're going to be looking out for tomorrow. As you said before, Terana Fuji has Kiribayama, then Daesho. Uh, Wakataka Kage takes on Takakeisho. Mm -hmm. I think this will be a fascinating affair. I think so too. Wakataka Kage, he always comes out with such drive. He doesn't like accepting any losses, even though he, he's been getting quite a few of them. He is so keen to get back into Sanyaku and Takakesho first day, he won't be able to resist having a bit of a go. Well, I think we're going to find out a lot about Takakesho's uh, health and form after this mm. bout. For sure. uh, and then Takakesho has got to take on Onosho the next day. Yes. So two quite uh, explosive and streaky rikishi for him to take on. Shorai has Daesho. So those two have a, a seven and eight record. So so I think Shodai often struggles with Daesho, so not an easy one for him either. Yeah. Other ones on day one I was looking forward to, Ura and Tamawashi. Now, 
to me, that's just an interesting matchup. You just wouldn't imagine them fighting each other. They've Not done necessarily. It, very different styles. They've done it twice before, mm-hmm. uh, Tamawashi beating Ura both times. But it's that, I don't know, it's the experience of Tamawashi that I think is hard for Ura to overcome. Mm-hmm. Another one I'm looking forward to, Aoyama Tobizaru. Why are you looking forward well, to this I one? I think I always, I always look out for wildly varying styles because yeah. I can't predict anything about what's going to happen and I, I just have no idea <laughs> with this one. Ishiro Hokuto Fuji too. Hokuto Fuji's down at Magashira 12 after pulling out yeah. Basho. So, um, and Ishiro was out for because of COVID, the whole stable was. So those two, I, I just don't know where they're at. And this is uh, Hokuto Fuji's lowest rank uh, since 2018. Mm. I wondered whether he'd go um, Kujo actually because we didn't see him at the training or anything. But him missing this basho could see him leave Makuchi. Yeah, yeah. So someone like that is probably going to turn up I at that so, point. I think so, yeah. And Shiamaru has Abi. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, you talk about different styles. Uh, and again, I, I don't think Abi can do that style of sumo that saw him blow through the lower divisions against someone like Chiamaru. <laughs> I think they're both going to be going for the neck yeah. <laughs> this time around. I think Chiamaru will, will try and block him and goodness knows what will happen from then. Anyway, what else have we got on day one? Um, Takara Fuji Miyogiri, two mm. veterans. I'm not allowed to call him that. You can anymore. call him that. Takiyasu down at Maegashira 5. Um, he's he's done a big drop and he has endo yikes. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I mean, the Takiyasu journey this time around is going to be fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's at the crossroads now. Yep. Needs to do double figures here, I think. Yes. To show that he has a future in Sanyaku. I think you're right. Going back up again, Mitakumi has Onosho. He's got a 9-3 record against Onosho, but I think Onosho might be... Uh, I think he's cleaned him up the last... Starting to get on yeah, top he the beat last him, yeah, yeah, beat him back in September. When you talk about differing styles, I think of Mitakumi and, on, and Onosho as having very similar styles. So mm. it's, I think it's going to be the person who can get the better Tachiai. Mm-hmm. Takonosho is up against Meisei. Okay, wow. So that's former Sekiwake up against current Sekiwake and Meisei has by far the upper hand here. It's a 2-7 record to him. He's, he's uh, got the chaos is triumphing over the, um, the calmness mm. here, I would say. Well, so many bouts to look forward to. Another great basho is about to unfold and we are thrilled to be bringing it with you. We are going to be live streaming Jurio tomorrow, which kicks off about... Three o'clock Australian time? Three, three, three thirty. Three thirty. We never quite know, but follow us on Twitch at Sumo Mainichi. We'll also be uh, posting about it on socials if you want to catch up. And we are going to try to leave this recording up. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today on our pre show episode. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah.